0: And your host! Your host! Your host!
1: This is my body! This This is is the chalice of my blood! In the name name of the the Father, the 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 Son, Son, and the Holy Holy
2: Ghost. Ghost! Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for
3: this is the trellis of my blood. It's the power of Christ that compels you. The power of Christ compels you.
0: The power of Christ compels you. The power The, the power of Christ surrounds oh. you!
4: Testing. All right. It's 147, November 27th. I think this is Song Club 30. Oh, crap. My levels are already wonky. I'm making a documentary film, except there's not going to be any visual element except for the one that happens inside your brain. So I'm starting off with this uh, F major chord on the Yamaha CP. And I think it's going to be in six. This is all I've got. It's one again, it's one forty-eight PM. Now Friday afternoon, I put myself in an extremely, uh, tight situation. Uh, I've got to come up with a segment and a song in the next couple of hours. And I think I can do it, but, uh, I'm not working with a whole lot. um, But uh, I'll go ahead and uh, show you what I'm working with so far. It's just this uh, little uh, descending progression in six, I think. So here we go. So it's going to go a little something like that. So what I need to do is I need to get that recorded probably to some fake drums. I'm probably going to use Aiden. Uh, this is the Portland drummer in my GarageBand uh, audio software. Um, probably something sort of minimal, something with toms, and uh, and we'll we'll take it from there. I'll try to get a loop because I can't play the the keyboard that well. Um, all right, let's see how it goes.
5: Knock, knock, who's there? Wouldn't you,
6: wouldn't you, who wouldn't you like to know? People don't
5: say, I.
0: that'll Ah. end in war free
4: so I feel super crunched for time it's 3.35 so technically I have 25 minutes to finish the song and the segment get my lyric sheet all into an email and send it off to Joel now apologies Joel that's probably not going to happen in fact I could almost guarantee it Um, but who knows maybe something strange will happen and it'll just come all together that seems very unlikely anyway The unfortunate thing about doing everything this way is I feel rushed and there's certain creative sparks that I know later on I will go, oh, I should have remembered to say that or I should have tried that out or whatever. But I want to say I wish I had had enough time to do a documentary either on Destin's I'm With The Brand or Ben's Shaken Geologist. The Shaken Geologist actually I probably would have done like the, It would have been like the making of the movie, you know, and it would have been, um, I think, Robert Downey Jr. probably starring as the quarterback or whatever. I'm not sure who would be. Um, maybe uh, Molly Ringwald would be the uh, the girl. I don't know. Um, or maybe Randy's uh, wrong emoji, which got covered twice on uh, the covers week. Um, that would have been really fun to do, any of those three. Um, but I, uh, I'm almost out of time. So I'm just doing a like sort of play by play on my own song here. So I'll tell you what I've got going so far. I'm, I'm putting, uh, the, the CP through the Supro and I'm putting the bass to the Supro. So I'm getting this real roomy sound and, um, and then I'm, and then I'm also, uh, and I'm recording it with the AKG 300 and then I'm doing the recording the Kalamazoo, through the AKG-300 too. So I've got this kind of roomy, velvet, underground, kind of like warehouse, uh, down a hallway, kind of loose f- feel. Um, now my challenge is going to be to get some vocals and um, and then try to get a B section or some make some kind of change and get away from this loop that I'm in and then go back to the loop. So uh, I'm going to try to get some of those vocals done. I think this is probably the time when I should look at what the prompts are. Okay, I'll see you in a bit. Okay, so this is the vocal that I'm using uh, to do the backups. And I'm going to turn it off because this is crazy. All right, it's uh, 4.14 p.m. uh, Just like I almost totally guaranteed. Uh, I did not send my... Song, segment, and, uh, lyric sheet in, on time. Ongoing apologies, Joel. Hopefully the show is coming off and we're listening to this sometime between 7pm and 8pm. Happy Black Friday, everybody. This is my documentary film, which happens inside your brain. I'll try to give you a little picture of it. Mm, Got the Kalamazoo archtop guitar over there, the baritone. I've got the uh, Bobcat 64 uh, Sears Roebuck silver tone edition. Got the Hoffner kind of violin-style bass, the Supro, the Fender, uh, I got the, uh, the, whatever the vocal thing is over there, the Scarlet 2i2, I got the piano, got a bunch of stuff here, not really using that much of it, uh, I just laid down some backup vocals and sort of, I tried to get the, um, the, 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 the title of the, of the song right off the bat, and then the joke and just kind of tried to freestyle that in. Uh, I noticed that I'm doing sort of a default move on my part, which is to um, sort of play with, uh, I did it last week too. It's And so I feel a little bit like, mm, I'm doing a little bit of a retread, but I'm obviously just going for vibe with this song and kind of feeling and there's a sort of confusion between it's sort of like subject object or you and me. Am I a you or am I a me? And I used the knock-knock joke to get in there on that one. Um, okay, I'm going to go back uh, to working on the song. Wish me luck, everybody. Okay.
7: All right, it's
4: 5.13, uh, I did a little bit more vocals, and I think I did, uh, a little bit of a panned guitar since we last spoke, like I'm pretending this is a conversation, but I'm just dominating this by yakking about my song. Okay, well, there's no turning back now unless I just don't turn in my segment, which I'm not gonna do. Okay, you're listening to this, you're listening to me force, effortfully through um I can feel some like Walkman vibes if you know that band um and I kind of I want this I feel like I'm kind of trying to reinvent the wheel on some kind of old soul feel um it's really pretty much like I turned the vibe up to 11 I don't know if I'm going to get the change um I'm going to dive back in but I can say that in this last um this little last chunk of time, in overtime, I did get all the prompts out of the way. So now I've got, uh, I'm in the middle and, uh, I don't really trust in there. So I feel good about that. Um, maybe I'll be able to edit some of this stuff out and make this documentary a little shorter because there's some, uh, some, uh, some fat around the edges. But wait, wait isn't the fat good? Or you trim the fat? I don't know. I can never remember. Okay, anyway, I'll see you on the other side of this. Okay, bye, guys and gals.
8: Hey, I love you. I'm thankful for you. And I hope that makes it in your movie, your documentary, whatever it is you're making here. One, two, three, four. I'm in the middle of my body. I got tired of Trust the salesman here then a the commission while you shop in fear. I don't believe in security, so maybe they're the ones who's afraid of me.
4: This documentary is almost over. My song has met all the requirements of the prompts. I didn't uh, get a chance. I just wasn't able to make a B section or a turn, so it's just kind of like a floater floating on through. Um, I hope you all enjoy. Um, again, the equipment used was the Supro amp for the bass and the Yamaha CP, and... Um, I use the AKG 300, the Kalamazoo guitar, and the Silver Tone Bobcat, and um, I use the uh, voice live play, the vocal effects, and the Love Way You Lie setting, that's number 23. Um, Yeah, I hope you all enjoy The song's called uh, Free, Dumb, and Depressed.
3: I
9: The Song Club Studio featuring me, Peter Poppet Today, we look at Hang Dog by Dave Winkie with very special guest, Harry Funk
10: Little girl
11: Simply put, it's quite reminiscent of a theologian's Rorschach test. All the pieces are there. You have the girl. Could be Eve, could be the devil in disguise. We simply are not privy to this information. Now, we know she wants a dog, okay? What is dog backwards? God. Could this be the revelation, pardon the pun, of the battle that is taking place inside each and every one of us? Notice how her father, symbolism noted, wants to buy her a dog, or god if you will. Now, this alludes to the complex of dependent economic depravity we commonly find in society, the entanglement of monetary exchanges with hopes of cleansing one's sins. And need I start with the long haired shorty? (laughs) I think we all know exactly who he's referring to. But he begs the question, can one buy salvation? It's simply just extraordinary. That's great, but I'm going to need more than that. Okay, now, the narrator of the song says, and I quote, Shopping has never been much fun for me. He gets it. It's a comment on the fact that this methodology just doesn't work. He goes on to refer to the number three.
1: It starts with one and ends with
11: three. Hmm. Sound familiar? Yeah, that's right. The Holy Trinity. This guy gets it. He's playing chess while we're all sitting here playing checkers in the dark.
9: Excellent. Ten points for you, sir.
11: Okay, but, you know, the real juice is knowing that the girl cannot have every dog she wants. She has to not only accept that, but reject her gluttonous notions of wanting all the dogs. As soon as she does, what does she get? That's right. A basset hound. Why a basset hound? Basset hound is actually an anagram for one bash stud. What? What? What is that? Say it a little faster. One bash stud. One bastard, one bastard, fatherless. There it is again. I think he really encapsulates just this iconography. I I just need a minute.
10: Thank you. In the court of appeals, he begged it be locked up again. Zookeeper feels he has learned and can return to his friends, thankful for his freedom to return. Youthful, young, and angry. Well, he had a And now he's happier than free Home with family where he ought to be
1: This is just a really great story about how a young skater followed his pipe dreams and became a larger-than-life icon because of a game. It all started on a sunny Sunday morning at the local skate park.
12: So a bunch of us were these young skaters that would meet on Sunday mornings to work on these ollies and kickflips and and whatnot, and there was always kind of these little side contests going on between Marnie and JM and Ry ry Well. Um, While they would skate, they'd be singing these tunes and like when they would drop in, from the time they would drop into the quarter pipe, uh, they'd try to sustain a vocal melody line all the way until they like uh, turned off of the pipe, came up onto this jump and then grinded the rail came to a stop. I just remember like I was more excited about Marnie's tune that he had going than about the fucking jump or the grind, you know first couple times I heard it I was like wow that's pretty rad I was singing it on the way home so like the next day I was like Marnie dude fuck man like you've got to record this shit it's catchy and rad we went to class we were in geology and there was Laird who was this cool but super nerdy kid uh also skater and I just told Laird like dude can you record this little riff that Marnie's been playing uh it's really rad we should try to like get
9: it tracked So Marnie and Feets asked me um, if I'd record him singing this thing. And at first I was like, dude, okay, like, yeah, I've I've got the gear and stuff. Well, I mean, it's like my dad's, but I knew like where the key was and stuff. So we just went after science class and Marnie brought his guitar and and just laid it down. It was was crazy. We were all like, kind of like, wow, that was fun. Let's go get stoned. Totally forgot. I left the project open, which my dad found. He called his buddy, Laramie, who apparently was kinda into the music biz, and like, the next thing you know, I'm just being asked at dinner about who was singing on his computer, and I, I, I told him like, Marnie was just messing around and stuff, I, I just didn't want to get in trouble with Dad.
1: So I got this call from Ginny Jin saying his kids were messing around and this one friend, Marnie, had something good. So I brought him into the studio, next thing you know, we've got this really cool first single. That melody was so catchy and fun, man. Anyway, we named it Shaken Geologists, uh, obviously, I guess, because it was recorded with all of his geology skater-punk friends. And after that, his songs and styles just sort of took off. I mean, that's history now. But yeah, that tune is legendary.
2: bomb, baby But those days
1: On a seemingly normal, balmy Tuesday night in July 2020, music history would be made, much to the surprise of all involved. In this unassuming building, home of the now-historic Tong Studio, one man was about to punch his ticket to superstardom. That night, funk savants, the Cherries and Cream team, were in the studio with producer-engineer extraordinaire Dave the Doctor Winky recording the follow-up to their first U.S. chart-topper, Boogaloo Till You Lose Your Shoe. With only 20 minutes left in the session, most of the musicians were packing up and leaving. But fate smiled on the band's high-flying singer and guitarist, Rob Boogie Boy Benson, who had other ideas. Oh, man, yeah, I'll never forget it. Everyone was leaving, and Boogie comes
12: into the control room and says, "'We've still got time, right, Doc?' And I'm like, yeah, man, you, you still got like 20 minutes. So he says, he's got this solo project idea he wants to try out, throws out a BPM, and then just runs back into the main room. I just hit record. Honestly, the next 20 minutes were just a blur.
1: I've never seen anything like it. Got a In a tracking frenzy, Boogie Boy Benson laid down the entire song. Guitars, bass, drums, keys, vocals, he even learned to play the trumpet and track the horn parts. Undoubtedly an amazing achievement, Benson remains modest and mysterious about the process.
5: I, you know, I was, just, I was just five, man, you know, I, I, just five. vibing, mean, I mean, I had uh, been messing around with some ideas for a few, you know, and, then, and then I saw we had some rest of time I was like, why not me? Why not now? You know? <laughs> Let's boogie, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: And boogie he did. But with only three minutes left in the session, there was still one missing piece.
5: I mean, I, mean, I knew there was birds in this tune, you know? I was like, 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 like you know, it, it, I don't know if it's like second side or something, but like, ah, my vision for the song, I, I could see that there were some birds, you know? But... I couldn't tell what the hell they were doing. So, like, I was like, look at the culture control room. Dustin's in the control room. I'm like, hey, man, can you figure out what's up with these birds?
1: (laughs) The man in the control room was beefy baritone Dustin Stank Lanker of the band Pinky Puppet, who had just opened for the Cherries and Cream team on their most recent tour.
12: I heard Boogie ask about the birds. Stank starts scribbling some stuff on his hand, then runs out into the room and lays down the bird verse. Two takes, max. Man, that low note just about made me you know what
1: my you know what? Oh man, I just knew those birds had to be getting down, you dig? Once I got that message, I just pecked away at it till I thought I could hear their little wings flapping. Oh, yeah, man, those beak babies sure know how to cut a rug. With Stank Lanker's guest appearance complete, the three sat back and listened to the auditory alchemy Boogie Benson had authored. The soon-to-be international disco sensation, Dance Like You Live Here. Benson considered the session a success, but downplayed the potential significance of this groundbreaking work.
5: I dug what we gotten down, we laid down good stuff on tape, you know, and then I, I knew it had to groove, it had to hooks, and uh, the people would be, you know, kind of grooving on dance floor, but I mean, I didn't know it was going to be a hit, or a big hit, or like, a, but I never had a hit before, so I was like, well, what? where did this come, I put all these other songs, nothing, 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 then boom, you yeah, are like, what, <laughs> what?
1: But the other two in the room that night were convinced otherwise.
12: I knew it immediately, man, like the first listen, no question, it was going to be a smash. Boogie was like, yeah, this is pretty good, man, I like it. And I was like, you like it? Man, this is genius. I got to get magic down here to hear this now.
1: Despite the late hour, Winky phoned star maker and popular variety show creator, Joel Magic Myers.
12: I called Magic on the phone. I played him the first verse over the phone. He hung up on me, suddenly just gone. I'm like, how rude is that? Then bam, the studio door flies open a couple minutes later and Magic is standing there out of breath in his pajamas. I'd never seen him so hype. Right then and there, he insisted that Boogie performed it on his show that
1: week. In just 45 minutes, Benson had tracked an entire song and secured a coveted slot to perform it on America's favorite variety show. The same one that had launched the careers of iconic artists like Stroker, The Fashion Police, and Dwight Barnesmell. The future was looking bright.
5: Yeah, man, that, that spot on the Friday Night Song Club changed everything, so I thought, cool, you know, cool opportunity, maybe it pans out, whatever, but I mean, I didn't, you know, that's the day it changed my life, and I didn't know that was going to change my life. So, like, people just kind of went a little bonkers, and I, I ended up to this day, I'm like, what?
1: And the critics went bonkers for it as well.
9: It may be the single most important recording of all time. And I'm not one for hyperbole. Really, it wasn't just a song, but it represented an emergence out of a sort of dark ages of music. All that the Beatles had destroyed about pop music with their long and self-indulgent discography was completely undone and restored by this one superlatively potent dance floor
1: summons. And the world heeded the call, packing dance halls and skyrocketing dance like you live here to the top of the charts in literally every country in the world that has charts. The entire world was dancing. Together. Together.
9: And, I'd have to say, it succeeded where John Lennon's Imagine had failed miserably. For the first time in the history of human civilization, for a moment, we were one people. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And although music has regressed since then, its impact is still being felt. For instance, it's now part of the transmission we send out into the deepest reaches of space. If the planet Earth had an anthem...
1: This would have to be it. Coming up, we'll look at the reception to Benson's follow up single, Mice Helium, and how his rise to stardom landed him a starring role on his own primetime sitcom.
6: You gotta day
5: In my way